Good morning. You're listening to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Before we get started with my first guest, I do, do want to tell you I do have ticket giveaway uh, this morning for Chodo Desh. Uh, the show runs from October 27th to the 29th. And the first person to email me is going to get tickets. Uh, just specify your choice of show night. My email is J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I dot org. Let me just tell you a little bit about it. Akram Khan Company, Chota Desh, is presenting at the Irvine Barclay Theater, October 27th to 29th. A magical blend of dance, theater, and fantasy and the meaning of home. Chota Desh, uh, meaning small homeland, draws on Khan's unique quality of cross-cultural storytelling creating a compelling tale of a young man's dreams and memories from Britain to Bangladesh. Using a magical mix of dance, text, visuals, and sound, Chodo Desh celebrates the resilience of the human spirit in the modern world and is a magical, thrilling, and poignant dance theater experience. So, if you want these tickets, email me now, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I dot org. Okay, I'm going to bring on my first guest, Marie-Claire Arietta, she's a PhD, she has a PhD, and uh, she is co-author of Let Them Eat Dirt, Saving Your Child from an Over-Sanitized World. Good morning. Good morning. As I mentioned, I was away and I picked up the Wall Street Journal and the front page of uh, the book review section was a huge article about your book and I thought, oh, I would love to have them on. So thank you. Well, great. Thank you for having us. Tell me, what inspired you to write this book? Well, it's um, a combination of things. Uh, both uh, Brett and myself are scientists, and, and we study the, the topic that, that we talk about of the book, the microbiome, this community of microbes that live inside of us. Um, and it was through our research as well as others that we realized how important it is to be exposed to microbes early in life. And we're also parents. I mean, I'm a mom of two young children. Mm-hmm. Brett's kids are, are a bit older. But we understood the, the, you know, real important implications that this had for, for everyone, you know, on a day-to-day living. And, and we thought that we needed to extract all the information from, from scientific journals and, and papers into a, a general audience book. Well, it's really fascinating. Remember as a child making mud pies and being just covered with dirt, my fingernails, everything, and not really yeah. being sick. And then uh, I moved to New York, and I think the smog and everything, um, the pollution made me very sick. But, you know, my immune system started getting weaker. I don't know. It's it, And you talk about kids playing, you know, in the chicken coop and the mud with the pigs and everything else, and they're fine. Yeah, exactly. I think there's been a huge generational shift um, in, in many ways, but, but one of the ways is that kids spend very little time outside for many reasons. I mean, now there's a lot more dual-income families, so there's less time for kids to be with someone at home that would take them outside or will allow them to be outside. And, and kids are not allowed to be outside on their own anymore. You probably remember we were allowed to just be outside with, yes. you know, all the friends from the neighborhood um, for hours after we came from, for, from school. Right. Those things are different now. So it seems that as parents, we need to um, get out of our, our way and, and make that effort to take our children outside them because mm-hmm. it is really necessary for a number of reasons, not just because of the microbes that they pick up. It's really healthy for them to spend time outside. Yes. My, uh, one of my daughters, she's 14, she loves to go in the backyard, do cartwheels, 
and we have a lot of bunny rabbits. And I thought I said, well, just wash your hands after, but just go out there and play because. I just figured, come on. I mean, we all used to play outside in nature and never thought about these things. Yeah, for sure. And you you make a really good point about washing your hands. Yeah, if if you're going to be in contact with with real dirty things like animal waste, for example, it's a really good idea to wash your hands after. Uh, But if you're just out in your yard and you know that you're not going to encounter animal waste, then you kind of have to unlearn the the habit of of, uh, cleaning your hands just because they look dirty, because not all dirt is, is equal. Right. What would you like readers to take away from this book? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, I would like readers to become more educated um, about microbes. At the end, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm a microbiologist, right? And, and I like teaching people about microbes and, and really understand that even though some of them are to be feared because they cause infections, most of them are not. And most yeah. of them are actually critical to our development when we're children. Um, so, yeah, to increase that, that knowledge on how important microbes are in our lives and what we can do as parents and caregivers to to increase that exposure when we're young. I did, thank you, by the way, I did mention to you, uh, my daughter took a lot of antibiotics when she was younger, and now she's got issues with asthma and allergies. I mean, it's, it's under control, but I learned later how bad all these antibiotics were to her uh, microbiome. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing with antibiotics. I mean, they are... They're wonder drugs. They're they're great. They they will save you from you know dying from pneumonia or mm-hmm. strep throat potentially, um, but they are really a double edged sword. So they we used to think that they didn't come with side effects, but they do. Yes. Um, on one side, bacteria are becoming resistant to them, so we're kind of running out of the antibiotics we can use. But on the other side, also they really have the potential to to alter, even destroy our, our microbiome. And in children, especially children like your daughter that has that had many courses of antibiotics, mm-hmm. there's a higher chance that those that, that the microbiome will not bounce back to what it was before the antibiotics. And that mm-hmm. can have profound alterations in the form of of immune diseases, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's really important that antibiotics, of course, continue to be used because they're still necessary. We have no other way of fighting infection. Yes, but they, their use has to be restricted to only those cases where they're they're, they're very necessary. Yes. Uh, and the other thing is that now there's a lot of research um, happening to see how we can recover the microbiome. Um, to to what it was, uh, mm-hmm. more or less, after using antibiotics. Well, the one thing we do include are probiotics, and I yeah. have seen such a difference in her immune system, and I'm very blessed because my pediatrician years ago was so ahead of this. I mean, I was learning about this at least five, six years ago about... Um, the antibiotics and healthy gut and leaky gut and and it's so this is so fascinating to me because as I mentioned I'm not uh, throw let's throw medicine at it I like to get to the root cause yeah no and it sounds like you have a very good pediatrician there definitely not not all of them um, you know are are that knowledgeable in this field of of, of uh, scientific research um, yeah probiotics are. They can be great, and we definitely recommend their use when, when uh, you have to take antibiotics for sure. Mm-hmm. The issue with antibiotics is that there's a huge amount of products out there, 
and probiotics are not regulated. So they actually do not need to claim that they work um, to be sold. They only need to claim that they're safe. I see. Um, and that, what that means is that if you show up to a health store or a drugstore, um, it really, you can really distinguish a product that works from one that doesn't. Right. Um, it sounds definitely that, that your pediatrician, as well as, as other doctors, they, they do know which products have been properly tested. And one of the things that we did, because we do, you know, touch um, up on, on, on uh, probiotics uh, throughout the book, is that we found a, a wonderful resource, and we included it in our website, and our website is um, com, mm-hmm. And this resource it summarizes all the probiotic products that have been properly tested using randomized clinical trials which is the gold standard for this type of work and that way you can know which product works works for what age and and what disease so we really encourage people that are interested in in using probiotics to to use that uh, resource no it's perfect because it's so overwhelming i mean you read a bottle of one probiotic and it says saccharomyces and you're thinking well what is that versus yeah. what is it bifidus something or other and and it's so overwhelming yeah and more often the the nod i mean you see those sackets and it says that it has i don't know 10 billion um cells of a particular microbe and then you realize that actually most of those cells by the time that you use it are dead Right. Um, so we're not talking about 10 billion. Who, who knows um, how little we're, we're talking about? But yeah, they're, they're not well controlled, and and I think that will change um, with with the evolution of of the microbiome field. Mm-hmm. Not not just the preparations themselves, but the fact that they'll become regulated and and there'll be better products out there hopefully soon. Yeah, it's really important to do your homework, not just randomly go in and buy something without. Asking, ask your pediatrician, I believe, ask your friends, you know, do some yeah, homework. So. Exactly. Yeah. W- were mm-hmm. there any surprises along the way in doing your research? Anything that was just, you know, an aha? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, originally, what we started doing, we started following the microbiome of, of hundreds of, of Canadian babies. And this this is what we call a longitudinal study. So we follow the same um, infant for, for, um, for a while. Uh, until they were about three or so. And even though we thought, well, maybe we'll find some associations between changes in the gut microbiome and asthma, we really were surprised at how early that was. What we found was that uh, it was changes in, in, in four microbes at three months of age. So these are babies that are really, really young, and, and they don't have asthma yet, mm-hmm. um, that, that were associated with asthma later on. So, yeah, we're really surprised at how early these uh, changes in microbiome can alter a disease that happens much later. Any last bit of advice for people that they want to change their ways they're eating, they want to, you know, have a healthier lifestyle? Definitely, yeah, diet. So there's no better way to change your microbes in a, to, to a better way than through diet. Um, so microbes, the, the, the ones that are thought to be associated with health, they live in the bottommost part of our intestine, in our colon, mm-hmm. and they need fiber to survive. In fact, that, that's for why they're there. They're they there to digest fiber for us. But we have severely reduced the amount of fiber that we consume. Most of the grains that most people consume are refined, yes. meaning that they have lost the, the fiber. 
or at least most of the fiber. Um, so, yeah, substituting all the, you know, white rice and white wheat and all of that for the whole vi- variety, mm-hmm. including vegetables and fruits throughout the day, and also including fermented foods. That's something that humans used to do regularly yes. um, because that's how we preserve food. But now it's it's rare. So kefir, sauerkraut, pickled vegetables, yogurt, all those things are, they're really good for you and for your microbes. Wonderful. Now, I have Brett calling in on the other line. Did you want to end with us and I'll bring Brett on or do you want to stay on? No, I actually have to get going because I have a meeting. Uh, But uh, I'm sure that you're in good hands and have wonderful information for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, no problem. Bye. All right, we're just going to take a little mini break, and then I'll bring on uh, Mike's next guest, the co-author. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.